In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast, Partner in Crime, my own personal goonie, is the one, the only. Hey, you guys! Travis Ratz here. It's Travis Ratz. Travis Ratz on the ones and twos as we do the Comic Exposure Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a tiny hiatus on the Comic Exposure Podcast. Uh, If you don't know, this is a podcast where we oftentimes read a comic book, uh, usually a long-form graphic novel or a trade, and we talk about it. We do like a comic book club. Other times we do a little BS about what's going on in nerd culture, movies, uh, other comics, other things we're reading, what's on TV, all that stuff. You are listening in on a comic book club episode. Travis and I... Uh, just two two dudes, two guys, a Han and a Chewy. Just a couple bros. I think, couple bros. I think I'm, I think I'm the Chewy of the group. Oh, I'm gonna be Han. More, nice. Yeah, because well, I'm You're I'm furry. way furrier, buddy. Furry. I'm, I'm I look more like Chewbacca. Um, so, <clears throat> are you saying are, you're uh, Chewy by default? Yeah, I think I'm Chewy by default. Oh, no, I'm Han by default. That would make me Han, but because you're Chewy, because you're hairy. Yeah, I'm a Han. Han, Han by, by default is a great name. That would be a great band name. That'd be a, by default. Oh, man. That's a, that's a late 90s pop punk band, if I've ever heard one. Um, so on the podcast today, we are talking about Four Kids Walk Into a Bank uh, by a ton of creators, uh, written by Matthew Rosenberg, with art and design by Tyler Boss, uh, lettering by Thomas Maurer. Uh, you've got a whole bunch of work that went into this little gem. It's put out by Black Mass Studios. Uh, we're going to talk about it. It didn't come out too long ago, the... Uh, uh, the trade, um, I don't know, a couple months ago. Uh, but I had been reading it in singles, and so I was like, you know what? Uh, I think this would be a good one for you and I to do on the show because we're, we're flying just the two of us right now because of this weird hiatus we went on for the holidays and, and other sort of some personal issues that went on for me. My father passed away, so uh, we had a little a little hiccup. In the month of December, actually, a hiccup makes it sound yeah. trivial. It was <laughs> a devastating loss was suffered yeah, by the uh, it's, the Chewy of the uh, podcast. It's you know, it's it's just a weird thing to kind of discuss. But but yeah. so, anyways, um, so we're for a different we're back. for a different podcast. We're starting called Father Issues. Yeah, Daddy so Issues. We're- we're uh, on the podcast today uh, talking about this book, getting back into the swing of things. we got to figure out if we remember how to do this, Travis. Do we uh, So far, based on our conversation, I'd say no. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> so um, uh, as we dive into this book today, <clears throat> Travis and I are, are going are gonna to pick it apart a little bit. We're going to see where we're at. Travis, we read uh, a book by uh, Rosenberg before. Uh, we did an episode on it. You can go back and look at it. You know, was it just you and I who did that one too? No, no. Um, Jer- Jeremy was was on it. Was it Jeremy? Was on that Jeremy one? on it? I, I don't know that Jeremy. I on do it. remember it being our most contentious podcast, though. It was a little. T- we did our. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. and I had some serious arguments. About yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you I think at one point you call. You're like, oh, you're a, like you, a fucking poser. I'm a poser. <laughs> I called you a poser. Oh man. Really sorry. That's buddy. why I didn't want to read this book. I'm like. Rosenberg only brings out the worst in us. 
and so and so Travis left to and is now living in Japan because I called him a poser. That's right. And, but you uh, only posers dime. <laughs> so we're uh, we're gonna talk about four kids walking to a bank. Travis, can you give us a rundown of what goes on in this book? The quick synapsis, if you will. Yes, I can. Um, yes, and uh, so four kids that walk into a bank follows uh, eight children. No. Uh, it follows four kids, um, <laughs> and they are, as you said in the intro, very, you know, kind of that Goonies group of kids, the outsider kids, the nerdy yeah. kids that, that, you know, play games and and swear um, beyond their years. And this group of kids is hanging out together when a group of adults criminals walks into their life and what these kids find out is the main girl of the group Paige um, finds out that her father is actually involved with this criminal element this criminal gang and these criminals are planning on robbing a bank so in order to save her father uh, the potential uh, crime spree he's about to go on they decide that they are going to rob this bank first Therefore, negating... <laughs> Which is a ridiculous premise, right? Like, <laughs> But I do enjoy how silly it is. Like, yeah, yeah we're, my dad can't rob it because we're going to rob it we're first. We're going to rob it first. <laughs> exactly. And um, you know what? A lot easier to talk about the synopsis <laughs> of this book than I thought. That's pretty much for kids walking to the bank. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, ridiculousness ensues. Yes. Right? Like, anything that can go wrong does kind of go wrong in this. So, so let's dive into it, Travis. We got four kids walking to bank, and you kind of talked, and I, you know, made allusion to it in the beginning. The idea that this is very much a sort of uh, Goonies esque Stranger Things, but without the Stranger stuff, but a very much like it. It's a lot like an eighties, uh, like an eighties kid movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. What's the What's the one where they build the 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 spaceship? Oh, like I mean, it's the rocket. It's really, it's really October good. Sky? Yeah. Is this the October no. Sky of comics? No, <laughs> they they meet an alien, and it's really good until they meet the alien. Uh, I don't know. Crap. I don't know which one you're talking about. They take like a tilt, not a tilter world. What? Yeah, not a tilter world. What's the what's the thing that spins around? Merry-go-round. Yeah, no. <laughs> is it a you're movie it? from the '80s or is it yeah, like it's a, a movie? No, it's a movie from the '80s. Huh. Now it's going to drive me nuts. But uh, Twitter audience, right now, live tweet us what, <laughs> what that one is. Uh, Explorers? I want to say Explorers. Ooh, okay, never wrong. saw it. Never that saw it, wrong. but th- that, that is one that I know has kids in it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, But very much in that 80s milieu of kids adventuring, uh, getting into trouble. So trying... hot right now. So hot right now. The 80s kids adventurers yeah. is so hot right now. It's Bizak, man. Yeah. The 80s is Bizak. Paper Girls. Uh, in I would tell you it's hard to necessarily tell when this takes place. Well. I was going to ask you. That was going to be my question is when does this take place? Is it take it place in the 80s you, or is it? it just the coloring and stuff is makes me think it's the 80s? There does are no cell say, phones. There are no cell phones the in this. There's no cell phones. I, I was looking back at that. There is no cell phone. So my best assumption is that it's taking place in the 80s. Um, because really, how do you write a story like this in the age of cell phones, Travis Ratz. Right. 
And that I mean, I, I think that is what writers across every genre are struggling with right now, especially the Goonie-esque adventures. Very tough yeah. to have a Goonie-esque adventure if you can just call your mom. Yeah, or you can just Google how to fight whatever, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man, uh, Siri, where is One-Eyed Willie? You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> a little easier to find out. So... Um, how do you think this book? Let's just let's just dive into it. We've read some Rosenberg before. How do you think this tale? Um, I, I want to stay on the positive first. I do have some nitpicky stuff, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um, I want to go. Let let's let's start. What did you like about it? What, oh, what do you, you think know, was good? Honestly, uh, when you when you said you wanted to read the book, I was like, okay, you know, because you've been talking about this book for a while. You've I, you've yeah. mentioned it on previous podcasts, uh, especially variants. When I said, hey, what do you read in? And you're like, oh, I'm yeah. I'm reading this. It seems like you've been reading it for years, honestly. And, and essentially, I have been reading it for years. <laughs> the first issue came out. It's only five issues, but the first issue came out in 2016, and it had a really delayed release schedule. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I didn't do any research on why. Uh, but it was one of those things like, ooh, there's another issue out. Because I follow the guys on Twitter. And so I made sure I got them in singles as they came out. But every time I got them, I had to reread it from issue one. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I, you know, and I think that this book has a tremendous amount of rereadability. Is rereadability? Uh, that's yeah. read, that's read, uh, Richard, Richard Reed's, Reed Richard's cousin. Yeah, read, reread. Rereadability. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it does. Because uh, uh, one of the things I liked about this is this is really funny. The yeah. jokes in this book are probably some of the co- comedy can be vi- can, can be tough to do in comics. Uh, I think uh, we've read plenty of books that are funny and funny things happen, yeah. like uh, sex criminals and stuff like that. But legitimately, every page I was laughing. Right, I was laughing like on every good- page. There's a good gag, and some of the gags are visual. Yep. And if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Um, but there's a lot of good, funny stuff in here. I, I think, and we talked about this when we read uh, We Can Never Go Home, Rosenberg's other book, uh, the other book that he wrote, the other comic series, um, that he's got good dialogue. I was His a... dialogue is very good. Yep. And I... so he's able, he's able to time comedy in that dialogue very well the pacing i don't know how much detail he gives on scripts uh on what they look like um but his his the pacing in this when it jumps to like those i don't know how many panels is that 5 10 15 20 like 25 panel grid yeah right when they do like a 25 panel grid there's some super funny little beats in there oh, yeah. that lend itself because of the way that's written um, and so it is. You're right. I, th- I think it was really. I think it's. He's got good comedy in it. Yeah, and you nailed it when you're talking about the the dialogue. That was going to be another thing. I'm like, this is really well written. Like the yeah. the you could hear the jokes, the cadence, uh, the kids. Uh, you know, writing in that genre of that kid adventurer comedy that we now do in 2018 with with with, <laughs> a, we're all, with we're more all swearing, hungry. yeah, with yeah. more swearing in it. Uh, know, dude, when's the last time? When's the last time you watched Goonies? There's a bunch. There's an entire scene about a penis on a statue. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, and so yeah, I really thought it was funny, and the dialogue was really natural and well written. I thought you know the characters exist in these kind of 
cutouts, these stereotype cutouts, but they were they were funny and likable enough. I really like the characters in this. Um, so yeah, that there is plenty to like on the comedy and dialogue front. What what you said you like the dialogue as well. What else in general was a positive before we you know drill what, down I, into it? We usually jump. We usually talk about art a little later, but I really dig dig the art. Um, it's. I having the trade too, so I had the single issues, and I also bought the trade because I want to support, you know, a, a writer and I, you know, an, a comic, uh, you know, uh, an indie publisher that I think is putting out good stuff. But the whole packaging, I mean, this isn't, per, but like the wallpaper in between uh, chapters mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really did love the coloring that's in it. The art's interesting. It's very simplistic, but in a good way. We were talking about the comedy. I really like that sometimes the jokes are just the onomatopoeias that happen, right? Like when someone, like the sound effects are jokes. Right. Uh, like when he barfs, it says Fanta. Yeah, <laughs> like, or watch snatch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, you know what? I really dug the idea of every issue starting out with this sort of them playing, right? Like whatever activity they were up to, whether it was the video game or Dungeons and Dragons, or um, the they're like planning to rob the bank. So it starts out like that. Another one starts off like they're playing cars, right? There's all these. I think the cars one is the only stretch where I'm like, oh, that seems. But yeah, all yeah. I was about to say he they as they go on they get a little less creative. And I don't even think the last issue had it. I think it was the last issue was yeah. the one where you shoot the dream, the fake dream. Yeah, the last. And I was like, oh no, dream. keep it going. Like keep come come up with one more. Come up with one more. Well, um, what you get in that last one is you get like every piece of what they've been like doing. Every game is kind of in there. A so fever, that's kinda, like a fever dream of all yeah. these different uh, puzzle, uh, these different playing pieces. Yeah, but you know what? I thought that was a really creative way to start every, like a vignette to start every issue. It's a good way to kind of like set you in. I will tell you for a book that had such a a strained release schedule, um, they introduced everybody every time. And that was like, as I read it in single issues, I was like, oh, no, that's good. I kind of like that very sort of, um, you know what? I just saw I, Tanya last night. Mm. And so they introduce you to everybody on Itania, like their name pops up and what they do, and they talk to the camera every once in a while. <clears throat> but I really kind of enjoyed that sort of uh, that idea of like let's illustrate who everybody is. The usual suspects lineup. Yeah, the usual suspects. <laughs> you know, very you know this sort of um, interesting way to make sure you know who people are uh, yeah. throughout the series. Let's um, talk about um. Uh, all right, so let's let's drill down this something yeah. specifically. One of the things that uh, I I, I don't think you can go very many pages into this book without noticing is the some of this creative panel laying out, you know, yeah. uh, as far as the number of grids they're using, how they're playing back and forth. That what what were your thoughts on 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 that on how you saw some of these panels laid out? There are like there are some seriously. There's no there's no crazy panels as far as like weird overlays or diagonal panels or they're not playing with a lot. It's a lot of like um basic panel layout, but they do it in a really sort of creative way. That that dialogue really sells when you can do those 24 panels. Yeah, right? When you can do 24 mini panels, you can have a good dialogue. Like when they're on the CB and the weird uh trucker guy comes on uh, the, Captain Cock, 
Glory Hole. Glory Hole. Yeah. You can call me Dr. Glory Hole, girl. Yeah. So, like, that's that's an interesting way of, like, delivering dialogue. I really like that. I think the use of splash pages um, were sparse, but when he used them, it was kind of a cool big thing. I think the only... There's only a couple times where he gets anything, like, super creative, um, and that's sort of like when they're on the computer, when she's on the computer in the office. Um, that, um, uh, yeah. the Fanta spilling splash page, but then he divides yeah. in the panels. Uh, you're getting that within the first, you know, six pages. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he does a lot of, like, good stuff with very sort of um, blocky layouts that I really like. It reminds me of, like, um, the way that every panel is very white outline like that, it's very Tintin-like. And it's mm-hmm. also yeah. very much like uh, when we read, um, it's like Aja's uh, Hawkeye. Fraction and Aja's Hawkeye. Right. The way that it's boxed out. Super clean, I, super clean boxing. Uh, yeah. And I would tell you that that's very much, I would tell you that that's who uh, Boss's style reminds me of a little bit is Aja. It's sparse. He draws only really what he needs to draw. Um, but when he is, he does do some really detailed stuff, but then other times, not so much. Um, but I do really dig that sort of uh, that art style he's using. And you're right, it's, it's a really interesting layout that he's using. Um, although it's not like super out there, he's using it in a really good way. It's very purposeful. Uh, yeah. as, as far as, like, it, it doesn't... I like it because it doesn't seem to be artistic for the sake of being artistic. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with panel layouts in this. Yeah, uh, it's it's just like what's the best way to pace this joke out, to string it or to hit him with it. Or yeah. I also like that there's a lot of jokes on each page, but because there's a lot of panels on most of the pages, you don't when you tur- when you're physically reading the copy when you turn the page. You're not spoiling any of the jokes because there's some major jokes that happen in these little tiny panels yeah. in the corners. Yeah. So you're reading a whole page and you get to a panel and you're like, oh, that's actually really funny. I'm glad that wasn't done in a splash page that like yeah. I turn the page and, and see the joke right away. Yeah, I think there's a lot of – I mean there's a couple times when uh, whenever um, – who's the kid, the science kid? Walter? Yeah. Yeah, Walter, when Walter talks, talks about science, and it looks like an old 50s, like, science video, like an old cartoon about science experiments, I think that that's, that's a kind of interesting way to do it. It's this very sort of, like, um, it pulls from anime a little bit, where we're going to mess with eyeballs or yeah. things like that, to, you know, to, to, to kind to of... show how much he loves something. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really like that sort of, like, because it's only something you can do in a cartoonish medium, like comic books or a cartoon, right? Like, to exaggerate something, because that doesn't happen in real life, but you can show you can show that emotion amplified when you when you do something with like that. And I think that's a kind of a – it's a good artistic thing that you really can do well in comic books. And I think he does a really good job with it in this book. Yeah, I agree. So um – what about what about we talked about at the beginning about the idea of the premise you know yeah uh, do, how do you think that that develops do you think like is that why you're reading the book is it is the premise hooking you in or how you know what's keeping you going over these four issues uh, I think it's five, five. issues is it five, five issues only? yeah um, yes 
Because you were so reading this say, in singles, did you have to figure out how are these kids going to rob this bank? What was what, what kept you buying the the singles? No, I think really what got me into it is that that dialogue and sort of like it's that I'm a sucker for that sort of like. There's something about that nostalgia, right? Like we're from that generation, and so like a a good little adventure story like that is is something that I like. I like the characters were were kind of like. They're silly in a good way. I, I, I liked it. I liked the concept of it. Um, it got a little flat for me at the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it wasn't about the... You know what they say? It's like it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, right? <laughs> so, like, it really was. The story to get there and the, and the dialogue and the jokes, and I really dug the art. So all those things made me keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, how does it play out wasn't yeah. as important to me. Because they even show it. Like, once they get to the bank, they're like, yeah, here's finally the fucking bank. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how many issues has it been? And these kids are finally at a bank. There is like the, the third bank. issue, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, I will say that you nailed it when you said it's not about the destination, it's the journey. Uh, yeah. The destination. This I have. I really like. I like the book. It, I had a really good time reading that. So, uh, but there are a couple of main things. One is I have never seen uh, a story so devoid of theme or purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like even in this humor, I'm like, what was the theme of this book? <laughs> like, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with the ending, which well, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, that kind of just sneaks up on you, um, and but. I, I agree. I think the it could have been like four kids, you know, blow up a science fair. Uh, four kids um, go to Disney World. It could have been these characters uh, put them in any uh, odd situation, and they're interesting enough uh, and funny enough to just kind of watch them go through life. I mean, Burger is a hilarious character, man. Yeah, that kid is hilarious. <laughs> he's good I, I think you're right I think the thing is like um, it on the back it talks about like it's about family and growing up like someone someone puts that in the back but I guess it's about growing up kind of, <laughs> kind of. Um, and kind of about family but there's nothing where it goes like the dad doesn't really learn his lesson right yeah. she doesn't learn a lesson no um, and I think that's because of how it ends right and I think you and I have the same issue with um, I like again. I really like the book. I love the characters. I love the sort of like the dialogue is great. I really dug the art, but we had the same issue with We Can Never Go Home. Mm. The ending just jumps out of nowhere, and it just ends, and you go, "That's that's it. That's the ending." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a weird time jump. Yeah, and the idea <laughs> is it always feels like Rosenberg is. It's weird because these independent titles. Well, I think the last one was Image. I want to say right. No, no, they were both. They were both on Black Mask. Yeah. Uh, The idea of do they sit down and be like, okay, you only have five issues and you have to wrap it up? Because it always seems like he's getting to like a last issue and then he's like, oh shit, I got to write an ending to this thing. And they meet in front of a prison twelve years later. Blah blah blah. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah, and I will say that that was my. I really liked it until the end, and I was like, oh, she shoots the cop. Like, I I just like went off the uh, r- the rails in a different way. The stakes really increased in the last like six yeah. pages. Yeah, yeah, it was really strange. Like all of a sudden, she's like she finds out that her dad didn't rob the place; that they right. robbed it without him. 
And then uh, uh, nonchalantly, they find this out. And they don't give him well, time to react to it. It's just like, oh, no, he didn't do that whole thing that he, we thought he was going to do. And you're like, oh. And then, like, Burger gets shot. And I understand that. But then, like, the reaction to shoot the cop and then run away, all of those things seemed like, whoa, 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 whoa. Really, it was really strange. Yeah, it, it didn't seem to match up with the tone uh, of the rest of the book and also some of the characters' motivations up to that point. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't, yeah, that Burger wasn't doesn't seem like the type of kid who would jump on a cop. Right. And, I... <laughs> and Paige seems smart enough to know, like, I shouldn't shoot a cop, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because yeah. her, all her problems have been solved at that point. Her dad's not going to go to jail. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you, that, I mean, I think the same thing happened uh, when we read the other one, the last issue went off the rails. Um, yeah, that's when then, she gets the superpowers, and it becomes very, like, as opposed to being a small story, it becomes, like, this superhero, like, institution whole, yeah. type thing, right? Yeah, and then, like, they escape, but she's left behind, and then he finds her later, but she has, like, diff- a different haircut. And she doesn't like and, him anymore, and, like, she's really yeah, cold. Yeah, it was this weird, strange thing, and I would tell you, that's the same thing I felt about this, and as I read it in single issues... That last issue kind of was like, oh, I don't know that I like the ending of it. But again, it's this weird thing where I really, and I know we fought about We Can Never Go Home, but I really dug We Can Never Go Home until that last issue. I really, 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 uh, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank is fantastic until that last issue. And even the last issue is good. Yeah, it's not a bad it's issue. It's still funny. It's still got yeah. great art. <clears throat> It just goes in a direction that I guess there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't write it, so yeah. why should it go in the direction I thought it should go in, right? Yeah, but I, I will say that you get, if you read this in a trade, it's a, it's a nice thick trade, uh, and I read it like over two days, so you commit some time to it. You, 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 you fall for these characters, you, you invest in them. It would, it would be nice to see that investment pay off in a way that makes a little bit more sense with the story read so far. Uh, yeah, you're right. I I didn't write it, so I don't have control over the characters, and it's it's <laughs> it's one thing for me to it should. I don't know how it should have ended. I don't know how I'd want it to end, but I feel yeah. like a little bit. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. A little bit more craftsmanship in trying to to bring all the pieces back together in a way that makes sense with the rest of the story. I don't know what that is, and maybe that's maybe he had the same problem by the time he got to the last <laughs> issue, but um. Yeah, I I really I really enjoyed the book though. So I I'm critical about the ending, uh, but um, I would I, I, this is I will probably reread this book at some point in the next couple yeah. of years. I know that I had really good critical success. Like people were all over this book when it first came out. A lot of because there was a lot of like critical like acclaim for we could never go home. So he comes back. He writes another one. I do believe he was writing. I think at the same time he ended up working for Marvel. Um, Rosenberg. Hmm. What would he do for Marvel? Because I think he was. His, I think he was writing. Uh, I think he was writing. I want to say he's writing Kingpin. Because he's got a very distinct. Excuse me. <clears throat> that's good podcast material. Yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff. Um, hey, you had it. You just went back to work. It's only going to happen. Yeah, Rosenberg was writing. He wrote Kingpin. Um, and 
Let's see. Um, like the like the the crime boss kingpin. Yeah, the crime boss kingpin. Huh. Um, he wrote some. He wrote a couple issues of uh, Punisher, which I can see. There, there is, a, there is a, a underlying. This is very dark humor throughout this whole book, right? Yeah, uh, and I think that plays well with Punisher. Yeah, he 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 wrote some. Um, he wrote some of the Kingpin. He wrote some Rocket Raccoon. Um, so I I can I can see that. Um, but I wonder if that played into. There's this whole thing like five issues gives you a trade, and so that's what we're writing for is five issues. But then you get locked into a you know your get like a great pay you get a like pay a paying gig at marvel so does that suck up some of your time of course yeah especially if it's your first big paying gig at marvel you're gonna like oh this is my break yeah so you know i i i i think like i really dug the book let's talk about art a little bit we we talked about it a little bit what did you think of the art on it travis I, i really like the art i think from the beginning it it fit well. There are some books that I read where I open up the uh, the book, and it takes me an issue or so to to see how the story style and the art meld. We were like, oh, yeah. I don't know if this art is the best kind for this story. Like, what's the uh, Alex and Ada? Yeah, I like the art separately. I like the, sto- the story, but it took me a few issues for them to kind of meld together and be like, oh yeah, th- this works well together. From uh, page one, I felt like the art style, it's, you know, this kind of cartooning, it's not even really cart. I guess it is, how would you describe that? What adjectives would you put on this, Josh? It's really, it's like, it's a very sort of like, I, simplistic's not the right bird, word, but you draw what you need to draw. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of Aja on Hawkeye, that sort of aesthetic, but a little more detail to it. Um... I you know it's that sort of simple cartooning style. I, I don't. I mean, it, it's not quite. It's not like Darwin Cook cartooning. You know what I mean? But it's not. It's not a house style at all. It doesn't look. Yeah, Aja is the best. The, the best comparison I can think about right now. Yeah. Just as far as like, yeah, sometimes faces. There's you know detail and some you know we're putting. Um, lines in their face, and other times it's just like two lines for a squinty eyes and a round face. You know. Yeah. Um, so I really, I, I, I liked the art. Uh, I thought the coloring, again, <coughs> excuse me, again we're um, we're back into that. This is the cool type of coloring that we're seeing in comics a lot. You know, you know it's yeah. going to be a cool indie s book when you have that kind of uh, very flat, flat coloring. matte yeah. coloring. Uh, and sometimes backgrounds are only some obscure co- color on the color wheel. <laughs> some weird shade of blue you've never seen before. Yeah, or like taupe. Yeah. Um, Oranges I, pop up a lot. Yeah, I think this comic book works because of um, Boss's art style. Um, I think his ability to draw sort of the comic expression on some of these kids faces um is is great right there's like a scene where um page goes to like page got in trouble so she's in uh like the jail and her like uncle gets her out because of course her dad who's a robber yeah she has the donut in her mouth and like it's just perfectly cartoony where her cheek is like all blown up and she's ha- holding the donut right in front of her face and she says thawie instead of like, you know <laughs> there's 
this perfect sort of like use of cartoon when it needs to be cartoony. You you flip a couple pages and we talked about it earlier. Like Walter gets the uh, straight up anime eyes when he's holding his chemistry book, right? Um, and then later, uh, it happens to Burger when Burger finds the knife in the house. He gets the same eyes, <laughs> and he has like a switchblade. And like, there's just all these these little things. He like uh, Burger runs into the door, um, and his eyes are xed out, right? Because like, there's all these very cartoony things that happen. Um, I like his environments do. too. He does some yeah. good backgrounds in here. I think they're not they're not overly complicated, but they they. I think that's probably where I'm getting 80s from is that the backgrounds in this, like everything, like the houses are very 80s with wallpaper. The school is yeah. very bare. The computers. Unless it says yeah, 80s the com- somewhere and I just missed it. Yeah, of the, the computers, computers, yeah, the computers yeah. are. And then he used, they save it. There's like a, 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 not a straight up floppy disk, but you know what I mean? Like the hard floppy hard, disk. Yeah. And so. now I'm like bummed because I, I sw- maybe it used a year, but I don't think so. Um, but I, I, I do... The art is great. I think he does it like we talked about. The layouts are are, um, are good. The way he's got it all blocked out. Um, I do like how the sort of like intro panels um, where we talked about are drawn in a little different style than the rest mm-hmm. of the book sometimes, right? I I like that he plays around with um, conveying ideas in different ways, right? Um, so the video game has all those very neon colors in it because they're, it's in a video game and then it jumps back to, I mean, that's, that's part and parcel of the colorist too. Um, but then it, it pops back to, um, you know, these sort of weird muted colors when they're anywhere else. I just found another thing that I thought was funny. Burger gets hit by, uh, uh, the pizza and it says Sabaro is the action. Oh, I didn't makes. see that <laughs> when they throw the pizza stand or they, no, oh, they yeah, throw the, the kid, they throw in the kid's the face. Kid, yeah. At, at turd or whatever they call him, um, and it, like, hits him in the face. This is Sabaro. I like that. That's funny. Charge. <laughs> but there's so many, like, little goofy things in it that are, that I've read it twice. I read it when it came out, and then I read it again when I got the, actually, I guess I read it three times. So I read it as it came out. I read it again when I got the uh, the trade, and then I reread it for the show. I just finished it last night to talk about it again. Um, but there's all these little things. I'm like, oh, I missed that. You know, I didn't see that little that little blurb of what's going on. So, kudos to the art and the colorist on this. Uh, Boss and Mauer did a really good job. What's so your what's, what's your favorite what's your favorite joke uh, or like your favorite um, like gag or like bit in this? I do like the i I love the sort of um, I like how they bust the the kid and they like sneak the the drugs into his or like like they the they put the stuff in his locker room. Um, and then when she, like, they keep messing with that, that Turge kid. Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoy all those little beats where they're messing with him over and over again. I also liked, uh, when she, um, the angel and devil that are on her shoulders. Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Burn it down. (laughs) And she lights the dude on fire with, uh, with like, uh, a can of, uh, whatever it is, an aerosol can and, and a, and a lighter and, <clears throat> There's just all these little goofy things that happen that I that I thought were really fun. Um, I don't I think like, you can beat Captain Glory Holes uh, no. as a tra- when he shows up with the jacket and like just the pants on, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, Captain, you're in all kinds of sketchy shit, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure yeah. am." Yeah, he's like, "You know what would go well with that? Some angel dust." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I named the gun. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it's so it's so good. And she's like, it wasn't a real gun. It was a flare gun. He's like, a flare gun's a gun. It's a <laughs> type of gun. gun. <laughs> He's the best. He's like, all right, I'll back up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did I did love a bunch of it. There's a time when um, when they're doing the bank robbing part and uh, to get away from the cops, um, Burger jumps over the the um, the trampoline to get over the fence. Right, and right. The, and he's like, I'm flying. And the spring said, like it says, "Fuck you." Is yeah. a spring Fuck sound. You. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many goofy little things in it that I I really loved. It's hard to pinpoint which ones I thought were my favorite. Which one did you think? What was your best? Uh, you said Captain Glory Hole was your best, uh, the best little gag that's in there. Yeah, I love the running g- gag of him just showing up and like he's like brushing his teeth and talking and doing weird shit. Yeah. I love, I love the big panel uh, things yeah. like that. Anything Burger does, what uh, can we even talk about that at the end? Because some, I guess if you're listening to this, you read it. Does Burger does he die at the end? Is he because he's not um, at the he's not at the prison? No, he's not. But uh, yeah, he's not at the prison. But I so guess maybe, even if you did survive, you probably wouldn't be hanging out with people who got you shot. Probably not. Yeah, now I'm wondering, did Burger die? I think I, that's what's being implied by the fact yeah, that he's not there at the end. And that it's just Walter. And the tall kid's not tall anymore. Yeah, he's not so as that, tall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess he just stayed the same height. And everyone uh, else caught up. Walter looks yeah. really cool, though. Like, he somehow got a sense of fashion. Yeah. He's got his yeah. afro out. I, you know, I didn't even think about that, and now I'm sad. You just, you I think just Burger, made me sad. I think Burger bit it, man. Oh, man. Which makes this even darker. Like. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does make it even darker. Um, yeah. No. No, that's sad. <laughs> uh, and that explains why she did some serious time in, in jail. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Along with shooting a cop. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh and the fact that, like, the car is sinking into the river, and I don't know, man, that is sad. Time out, <laughs> time out, it got real, it got real. Oh, man. <laughs> now I think I'm falling apart, a total <sighs> eclipse of the heart. Could you do, all right, so, it's, I'm sure this has already been picked up uh, as a property, as everything is these days. How, what, what format would this work in uh, media other than comics? Oh, Netflix TV series, right? But you only got you can only do like one season. Like, it, but it would do so well they'd have to figure out like four kids start their own restaurant. Four kids. I think you could change the ending and maybe keep with it. I think it'd be hard to do two seasons with this book, yeah. right? Um, I think you could do one good eight episodes, maybe. Yeah, and just l- let it exist as its own thing, just a mini series, and let it go. Like I will tell you. At the end of Stranger Things, I was happy for Stranger Things to just be one season. And I desperately didn't want them to do a season two. Yeah. I just wanted I just wanted that one perfect season. I like season two. Season yeah. two was good. Me it was too. fun. But to get something that good for just one season, I'll take it. I think we talked about that in a podcast when we I had first sure. watched it. And we were like, yeah. just be one. Just be one yeah. and done. Just be done with it. Yeah. And I, I am, I, lo- I love season two. Season two is great. I'm just yeah. worried. Like, here's the thing: when you do something with kids, uh, by the time you do season three, they're all twenty. Yeah, I think they are. I think they have said they're going to do like a time jump type thing. Yeah, and so I think you could do. I guess a movie would work, but I'm, I'm afraid that a movie would be too quick. But I don't know. Movies are like two and a half hours now. So maybe yeah, I'm and quick. honestly, you know, if you trim some of the fat on this book. Um, Give it an yeah, ending. Yeah, you could probably do. 
you could probably do a good movie. Yeah. You had to figure out a way to end it, or else you'd have people rioting in the theater. If, if they ended the movie like they ended this, they'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, you know what? I think you might be able to. If you played it darker, you could end like you could end it like this, and it would be fine. And maybe the ending just shows like it was dark all along, and maybe I just didn't realize it. Yeah. But the the last issue is super dark. Like a cop shoots a kid, they shoot a cop. <laughs> like right. it takes this really dark twist. But I guess like, look, they're messing with like, neo Nazis, so it is pretty freaking dark. You're gonna but have there's... you're gonna have to get the relationship between the daughter and father. You got to follow that a little bit more in movie form yeah. format. You yeah. got to have some like really touching moments and understand like how this is like a more of a codependent relationship and how that yeah. has hurt both their lives. Uh, you know, um, and that way when she does at the end when she does come back, you're like, oh wow, she's been away from her father like her rock for so long. Yeah, I wonder what kind of person he and she are now. I do like I, – I think – you know what? Now that I think about it, I think a movie might be better. Let Edgar Wright direct it. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm in. Let Edgar Wright do it. Done. Yeah, uh, we can get Kevin Spacey back in here playing the dad. No. What? No, no, Kevin Spacey. No? no I think he's out. No oh, more he's movies out? for Kevin Spacey. Okay. He's the, <laughs> usual, just, spos- he's the they, usual suspect, though. He is <laughs> the usual suspect. He's also suspected of a lot of terrible stuff. So, <laughs> do you see they made that movie and they just cut him out of it, the whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah, man, Christopher that's Plummery. how you—that's how you know you done—you done screwed up. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Scott, the Wrigley Scott, or the director, I believe it was. I think that's who he directed it, and he was talking about like, yeah, we just we're like we're gonna film it. We're not gonna let this film die. No one's gonna come see this film if Kevin Spacey is in it. He's out. It's crazy. He's out. We gotta wait like ten years for like to get like after Kevin Spacey dies to get the Spacey cut. <laughs> so. Um, who would you give this bad boy? Actually, you know, like, before we do that, I guess we got to talk favorite panels. Favorite panels. There's just, there's just so, so many, many good panels. It's so here. hard to pick on this one. So uh, I, my strategy for going in and picking my favorite panel was just going in, flipping through it, and then putting my finger on a panel and being like, that one's pretty funny too. Um, so I went with something that I might have chuckled out loud in my bed as I was reading this at night. Um, and that is when um, Paige is getting the tour of the bank and the bank lady is Turge's mom. And she shows the photo of Turge. Uh, yeah. And it's like Turge with like a rose and like legs crossed. And he's kind of giving like this like, like handicap look at the camera. And it's just, it's just so perfect. You're just like, oh god, this looks so bad. Yeah, um, it's so tough for me to pick one that's good. It's there's so many like beats that require multiple panels because of the way it's laid out. Yep. Um, I do like the. Uh, there's a scene. And I'm I'm gonna pick a page because yeah. I have to. Yeah. It's the one where they're doing the 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 montage of how they got ready for it, the bank robbery. Oh right, right, right. And everybody's doing stuff except for um, Burger, and so Burger's like going to the bathroom, and <laughs> then he's playing video games, and then he's eating ice cream, and then, like there's he's not doing any like everybody's working hard, except for him. And I love that panel. There's a panel. Oh no, what? No, this is the panel. They're dressed for the bank robbery, and they're all sort of, like, lined up. Yeah. And it's very much a uh, Reservoir dog shot. 
That's your but, poster, movie poster right there, yeah. is them in their Halloween costumes. Yeah, but instead they're all in Halloween costumes. So, Dude, that Burger like, Batman, that old school, like, yeah. like, I would wear that. That's, like, an awesome costume. Like, a yeah. real, like, 1930s, like, uh, the old Batman serial Batman costume. I, apparently, all you need is some, like, gray sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Get yourself a little felt Batman thing on it. And that's then the, make that's the key, a- is the felt. It's got to be super yeah. felty. Yeah, um, I just that was just a great sort of uh, that shot right there. It's a good shot. You see them all the tooth fairy outfit like Walter's wearing a tooth like they're great costumes. It adds to like and that's the other thing. It's such a ridiculous thing. And then they shoot a cop. It's so like Berger is dressed as Batman with cinder blocks on his feet when he jumps <laughs> he on the cop. running in like I think if you did it as a movie, it ha- it'd be such a good like dark comedy. Oh yeah, um, I'm. You know what? Who who would you give this to, buddy? Who you who you handing this off to? Uh, this is one that I think plays. You could give to just about anyone who's young and hip. I would just say hip. It doesn't have to be young. Like yeah. just someone, just someone who, uh, they don't have to like comics. You just know that they actually. If someone likes, like like uh. All right, here, let's just be honest. I give this to any hipster. Any hipster is going to love this book. And that's not a bad thing. That's not, it's not, it's not a, a dig on the book. But I, if someone's got, like, if I feel like someone has taste, like they listen to good music or they dress well, I'd be like, read this book. I don't know if that really makes sense as, like, I'd give this to someone with taste. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you understand what I'm stepping in here. I feel like I someone know. with a sense of, like, style would really like this book. Because there's, like, a serious amount of style that goes into making this book. And I will say the same thing for We Can Never Go Home. And I know I keep jumping back to that book. Yeah. But the sort of, like, the way it was created, the sort of, like, mixtape vibe to it, like, there is a whole lot of art that goes into it, right? There's a whole lot of design behind it that you don't always see in a monthly Marvel book or a DC book, right? There's this sort of like aesthetic design thing that's thrown into it that is good, you know. And that, it that, exists on its own as one piece, you know. Yeah. It's 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 one story. It just happens to be in comic book form and there's a lot yeah. of love and craftsmanship put into it. I also love just for the sake of the trade all of the in the back oh, all of I the love it. all the million covers that were oh. for this book. So I could Good. spend just I could do a whole coffee table book of just these alternate covers for this book. There were so many good covers. I have the one, uh, the special cover with the um, uh, the shake on it. So there's like a shake with a cigarette put in it. I love that one. I love I that, that one. I have that cover. It was like a special cover they did where the um, the proceeds went to some charity. I don't remember what it is offhand, but I found it online and I was like, oh, it, like I followed the artist and I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm totally gonna get that. <laughs> like there's so many like good covers and they're all like movie posters and they're great and some of them are pretty obscure movies like city yeah. of god uh yeah. there's this oh man i love it i could walk oh, i'm just looking at these and like drooling i want all these <laughs> i want all these on my wall right it's there's some really good there's some really good design that goes into a book like this and it just makes me happy when that happens because you can tell there's a bunch of care that went into it to make it look good 
Yeah, and I think, the, like you said, that's the same one as the uh, We Can Never Go Home. Yeah. Uh, it's that it's that same feel to it, you know. I did did have some issues with like uh, that book as we got to the halfway mark of it, but I I I do this for me. I want to see what Rosenberg is doing next, and I hope whatever he's doing next is working with Black Mask, because I think that other than maybe some of the release date issues, I think that th- this is a good pairing. It looks like they're letting him do what he wants, and they're giving him a good team of people to work with. Yeah, you know what he the I he found good artists on both books, um, artists that worked really well with his stuff. I haven't read his stuff over at Marvel. I kind of I've heard good things about that Kingpin uh, book, so you know I might I might find a a trade of it to read and and, and check that out. Is that still going? Really, Is that ongoing still? Do you know? Um, it may have just ended. I'm not okay. I'm not sure where where it stopped at. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think I'm with you. I I I I have a couple of people in mind that I'm gonna this too and go you should read this right like it's good um and i think you're right someone who likes a hipster is gonna love it yeah and not a bad it's not a bad thing <laughs> no, no. it's not a bad because hipsters bad have thing. good taste and usually in art they have they like yeah. cool shit yeah and it, it's a it's a cool shit book um so travis rats our schedule is a little Joshua buckley um so we were supposed to have done i guess things coming up this is this is where we wrap up the conversation yeah. around the show. Uh, check it out. Get it. Four Kids Walking in a Bank by Boss, Mauer, and Rosenberg. Uh, check it out. Um, we were supposed to do a book called Hadrian's Wall. I think it's still on. I think yep. uh, we're going to have our Palio Freddy come on to do that one. Uh, this month in January, we're supposed to be doing Phoenix Saga and then watching some old X-Men cartoons. Have you have you watched any X-Men cartoons no. yet? Not yet. No. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, have you started to read Dark Phoenix Saga yet? Uh, reread, meaning reread it? No, yeah. I have not. And I will say this you can no longer buy it on Amazon. It's temporarily out of stock, oh, which I've never I have... seen in a comic before. <laughs> so I was trying to send it to our guests, and I was like, Ooh, why is it not? I'm like, there is no. If you named, if you said, what's one book that you will always be able, that will always be available online to buy? I would be like, Dark Phoenix Saga. <laughs> no, wrong. I, I would be wrong. Um, so that's kind of the game plan going on right now. We're, we're going to do our episode on Hadrian's Wall. We're going to do uh, another comic book club on Dark Phoenix Saga. Uh, we've got a variant that we're going to do on some X-Men, uh, 90s X-Men cartoons. I think before that, we'll probably do a variant episode on who knows what. Uh, we, we got stuff to chat about. It's a yeah. new year, new comic book stuff. Fresh comic I book know, season. Well, yeah, fresh comic book stuff. We got This is the next round of movies starts coming out. Um, what will 2018 what what new comics are going to come out in 2018 that we haven't even heard about Josh our favorite mm-hmm. comic books could be coming right around the corner you're right something you're very right. exciting about that um, uh, so. I think we're also going to read Fire and Fury uh, <laughs> in March <laughs> yeah we're going to read Fire and Fury and then we're going to talk <laughs> about that um, I'm, I'm going to wait for the graphic novel adaptation of Fire and Fury in a very where special. it's like, an, it's like an, an orange Cheeto just eating McDonald's in his bed who's, who's drawing <laughs> it who's drawing it Josh um, Chip Zdarsky is drawing it. <laughs> I think <laughs> of Sex Criminals fame. Yeah, yeah, I think that that would be. I think that'd be good. Chip or um, yeah, no, you know what? I think that's what I'd like. I'd like. Uh, I'd like that. I think that would work. <laughs> Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find all the old episodes on the website, www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at Comic Exposure. We're on the Facebook, same thing. We're on the Instagram, the same thing, although I don't think we've used the Instagram in a long time. Uh, but 
You can follow me on the Twitter at Josh Broccoli. You can follow Travis at at Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Rat Park. Dang it, I did it again. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yep. Um, and you can see what we're up to on there. Uh, I sent my... like I sent like seven Instagrams in the last month, Josh. I really stepped up my game. You have. You know yeah. what? And 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 uh, I will tell you that. Uh, my Instagram game is that's I that is the one probably piece of social media um, that I use the most because everything I post that's a picture on Facebook just goes through Instagram. See, so, I didn't know you could do that, Josh, until a month ago. I was like, how is Josh lo- going into both these apps and posting all this stuff? And then I realized you could just put like, oh, post to yeah. all my all my all my you shit. Can. You can. You're uh, keeping so that. You're actually, playing that one real close to your vest, weren't you, Josh? Uh, my my Instagram is at J Broccoli, not Josh Broccoli. The letter J Broccoli. You can, you can find me on the Insta. Uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's a pleasure to share some time with you on this podcast. Um, <coughs> Travis and I do have a T-shirt store that we're going to actually put some stuff in first. Uh, December was uh, a, a garbage fire of a weird month. Um, good stuff and bad stuff. I went to Disneyland. That was a boatload of fun. Oh yeah, Travis we, should, was, we should talk about that. I know, like Tra- Tra- Travis was in uh, Travis was in Germany. He had a bunch of fun. Yeah, um, went to Ireland. Never been to Ireland before. I went yeah. to Ireland. You know how ba- I I would love to go to Ireland. It's as an as so like a man of Irish descent, yeah. I would I'd love to go and just I just want a pint. Let me tell you I something, just, Josh. They'd love to have you. They'd love to have you. <laughs> uh, that I think if I could go to Europe, that's the one place I'd want to go. I'd Which like sucks go, because like when you go to Dublin, like you're kind of segregated from like the rest of Maine Europe, you know. So it's not one of the places that people normally go on their first or second or third trip to Europe, you know. You know what? I think, you know, I think if I were going to go, I'd like to go to England and Ireland. I think if I'm going to go to Europe, that's where I'd probably go. The it's Isles. Not, it's not Europe. Yeah. It's not Europe. Maybe throw in it's Scotland there. Yeah, you know, I'd hit the, I'd hit Wales, I'd hit the whole thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. That the, would be the a United good Kingdom and Ireland. That's the, I'd kind of, I'd kind of <laughs> do that. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll come at you with a uh, – we've got a variant issue coming up. Who the hell knows what we're going to talk about? Yo, we come at you. We're going to come at you hard. We're going to talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next trade.